The Perfect Stress Podcast does not provide medical or nutritional advice, nor is it a substitute for medical or nutritional advice, and is not intended for the prevention, cure, or mitigation of any medical condition or disease. This podcast provides information only. Please consult a physician or nutritionist for advice. Hello and welcome to the 100th episode of the Perfect Stress Podcast, Woohoo! where we walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. I'm Adam Darrow, your host and founder of My Stress Alarm. Well, I don't usually talk about myself or my accomplishments or lack thereof or milestones or whatever because That's not what's important, right? What's important is, can chronic stress monitoring really help people or not? And if so, great. Then my job is to explain it in the easiest terms possible, what chronic stress monitoring is, who it's for, how it works, how it fits into the whole picture with all the other systems and holistic modalities out there. But I feel compelled to mention that it is the 100th episode Uh, For those of you who've been listening to me from the beginning and for those I've picked up along the way, a big thank you. I really appreciate your support. Now, I'm not going to lie. The expectation was that by now I'd have a reliable product out there that you can use to monitor your chronic stress, but we're still futzing around with uh, fixing defects. But anyway, so I've been doing this podcast for two years now. And the reason I started this podcast was because I wanted a way to get the discussion going about chronic stress monitoring. And a podcast, as you know, is on demand. It's free, at least mine is. And there's nothing to watch, meaning you can listen while cleaning house, taking the dog for a walk, driving in the bathroom, whatever. I knew nothing about podcasts. I didn't listen to any podcast up till then. Um, It was totally outside my comfort zone, but occasionally people would suggest that I start one and over time the idea grew on me because I realized that putting aside the obvious challenges of starting any new business venture, but if you're creating a fairly new product or service, not something that just improves on an existing product or service, but truly novel fundamentally in its approach, in this case, a low-tech way to measure stress and then manage it to a certain threshold level. Well, that warrants discussion, right? I mean, it's not like I can just think, if I build it, they'll come. Because there's a lot of noise out there, a lot of quackery, and people generally, including myself, are weary of new things. There's always the latest and greatest diet supplement, detox, uh, And we're always just being marketed to and sold to. And you have to put up this wall of skepticism because you simply don't have time to try everything out there with an open mind. You have to discriminate. This is one time where discrimination isn't a bad word. It's the only practical option. So the idea of starting a podcast grew on me because it's it's an ongoing discussion, albeit a one-way discussion most of the time, but a discussion nonetheless, where I can take the time to explain various aspects of chronic stress monitoring 
and it's a vehicle to get the word out. But it also challenges me to think through and form my positions on certain topics and to continually improve my ability to articulate those positions and express myself because I've always been terrible at public speaking, just the worst. Part of that was not having self-confidence. Well, well, let me take that back. I always knew deep down inside I had as much ability as the next person, but I was just so inexperienced and unprepared and, and didn't really have anyone who believed in me or supported me really, or so I thought. And anytime I had to speak in front of the class at school or, or do any kind of presentation at work or something, I was very, very nervous. Now, I've been researching topics around stress management for years because that's my job, right? I need to know the business of stress management, the science, the alternatives out there. Of course, my own experience with holistic modalities, including acupuncture. And the podcast just furthered my development in this area of communicating and challenging myself, my positions, as well as expanding my network of contacts, mostly different kinds of coaches, um, and also taking note of how they developed over time. To me, the fact that I've reached 100 episodes does show that I am persistent. I'm able to keep the wheels turning, barely. I mean, there are weeks when on Sunday morning, I'm like, okay, what am I going to talk about today? Because the episode has to drop on Monday morning. And it's not that I'm waiting till the last minute. I'm, I'm constantly improving my talking points Again, developing my positions and trying to come up with the best way to communicate my thoughts. Also testing the My Stress Alarm app and managing that project, trying to get it over the finish line. And of course, this is all part-time. I have a completely different day job that pays the bills, which is why I find it hard to do interviews. Believe me, I, I don't have any trouble getting people to interview. I've got people all the time contacting me to be interviewed. I don't even have enough time to get back to all of them. And I don't know about you, but I find a lot of interviews on other podcasts to be boring, quite honestly. I mean, specifically, they tend to focus on the guest biographical background, you know, where they grew up, who they've worked with in the past, how they got to where they are now. And certainly I like to cover that from an inspirational standpoint, but that's not my main focus. I like to focus more on the field that the guest works in, what services they offer, and their specific method of action, how it actually works to get results for clients, what are some of the challenges in that field. I ask a lot of what-if questions. I try to identify gaps in how a layman like me thinks about a certain topic in order to present the guest with an opportunity to bridge the gap between a typical consumer mindset and how we should approach a certain topic. I often ask how long to give the treatment or service before you know if it's working. Should you try it in combination with something else? Are there diminishing returns, contraindications, things like that. So if I'm going to do an interview, I want it to be more substantive and educational. And that requires more time. Not to mention interviews are generally longer than monologues, so editing is going to take longer as well. So I've been trying to not go there just yet, even though I've 
mentioned before how I want to improve the podcast, and one of the ways is to have more interviews. Um, and that's still the plan, but I'm just going to need more time. And I think once the app is bug-free and reliable, and I'm not spending so much time dealing with that, I'll be guesting on other shows as well as having more guests on this podcast. But my hope is to eventually transition over and do this full time because this is my passion, talking about stress management, coming up with solutions for stress management, and also more long-term improving the way we go about navigating the whole holistic world of services. I think this year is going to be exciting. I know a third of it's already gone, but we're close to fixing these defects. It's not going to take that much longer. I'm also working on a book, which honestly, I already wrote most of it, but I've been given a template to fill out, which I just have to you know, get a day or two to do that. But everything really hinges on the app because I could talk about chronic stress monitoring till I'm blue in the face, but what's the point if you don't have the app to use? So I do pat myself on the back today. I think it reflects positively on me that I can keep up with the schedule, even if it's only a 15-minute monologue, not even. But it's every week, and again, with my day job and other responsibilities, it's tough to keep up in a sustainable way. But then again, I'm using chronic stress monitoring to help me achieve my goals as fast as possible in a sustainable way so I don't overdo it and trigger symptoms, uh, and then get caught up in that vicious cycle that I often bring up. And to my credit, with the exception of a few close calls, I've been flare-free for more than a decade, and without meds. And just a reminder, even though I don't take meds anymore, that's just me. Always talk with your doctor before adjusting your dosage of any meds that you may be taking. But I think it is important to congratulate one's self Emotionally, I think it helps uh, because it's hard to achieve ambitious goals. It doesn't come easy and there are no guarantees in life. And if your goals are ambitious and, you know, going to take a long time to achieve, you should take the time every once in a while to reflect on how things are going. Should you pivot and try something else or continue pushing ahead? Nothing wrong with changing your mind either. That's not failure. That's checking your assumptions and your overall plan to make sure it's in line with the world around you. But it is tough to pursue your dreams, your ambitions. Um, You may have friends and family that are really supportive, which can't hurt. But ultimately, it's your commitment to yourself, to what you truly care about and how you feel it best to contribute to society that matters. Trying to be successful cannot be motivated by money alone. It's just too hard. You have to actually care about what you're doing or you won't have the motivation to be persistent to tackle the problems that are going to come up, the disappointments, and and all the rest. Of course, there are a lucky few percentage-wise who happen to be very lucky in, you know, in the right place at the right time or their parents are well-connected or whatever, And success comes easy to them. But for the vast majority of us, that's not the case. I've been told more than a couple times, and in so many words, that I'm a fool for sticking to this venture for so long. But what I realize is, number one, 
there is no specific time limit on pursuing your goals. So they have some timeline in their head that's totally made up. And number two, I can't think of anything better to switch to. Not that I would want to. So my point is, be weary of the advice people give you or or what you may overhear or body language or what have you. Um, because ultimately, it's not their life that's affected by your decisions. It's your life. They don't know all the facts. And frankly, they don't care. They They just look at something, you know, fairly quickly. They make a determination, give their two cents and move on to the next thing and say, you're welcome. Some people just like to give advice. I cannot tell you how many times I'll see a a post on Facebook or LinkedIn and I know the person and I'm like, good advice. Why don't you take it? <laughs> like they're totally oblivious to their own actions. But anyway, the bottom line is whatever you do, whatever motivates you to wake up each morning, make sure it's what you want. And you'll know because your gut will tell you. And don't be discouraged because most of of the success stories that you hear have a backstory to them where for years they were struggling and, and just had to stay focused because they believed in themselves. And ultimately, you have to believe in yourself. No one else has to believe in you. That comes later. They'll believe in you after you're successful, but you believe in you. Because if you don't believe in you, then no one else is going to believe in you. The things that you care about matter. And we need your energy and your talents and your contributions to society. We need each other. And some of us are luckier than others. That's life. But we can make our own luck by being persistent, wash, rinse, repeat as many times as it takes. In my case, many, many years. And I'm still doing it. There is an ancient Chinese proverb, failure is the mother of success. I like to adapt that saying, you know, for this discussion, inspiration and persistence is the mother of success. Well, I'm no Tony Robbins in terms of motivational speaking, that's for sure. But luckily, if you're anything like me, you don't need a pep talk. You're good there. But on the other hand, You're your own worst critic too. And so reflecting on your accomplishments, even if people can't see them from the outside looking in and giving yourself a a pat on the back and a chance to to be a little more objective and giving yourself a, a little pep talk every once in a while, it helps. Well, that's my two cents for this week. Again, thank you very much for listening. I also value your feedback. So please don't be shy. You can post a comment on the Perfect Stress Facebook page. And of course, you can always email me directly at adam at perfectstresscoaching.com. Stay safe and wishing you good health and success. Have you ever felt like you pushed yourself so much that it actually affected your health, either physically or mentally? If you have an autoimmune disorder, heartburn, tension headaches, irritable bowel syndrome, high blood pressure, depression, or something else you think is stress-related, then My Stress Alarm might be just the app for you as it helps you walk that fine line between being productive and overdoing it and triggering stress-related symptoms. It takes just a minute a day, no wearables or sensors needed. Just go to MyStressAlarm.com to download for iOS or Android. 
Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. And if you'd like to get new episodes automatically, just click subscribe. Also, I'd be much obliged if you left a review or comment. Well, until next time, wishing you good health and success. And remember, don't let stress get in the way of success.